Hello and welcome to Cast Royale, the Clash Royale podcast. Was that not good, Joe? Was that not good enough for you? Wow. You shook your head in disappointment, so. I was actually yawning. Oh. In tiredness. Am I boring you, Joe? Yes. Great. And it's a 2.88. And it's a 2. Okay. It's a 2.8. Uh, oh. Yes, it's a. Saucy. So we're going to try and cover them as best we can. As best we can. Whoa. I'm a quan and you a quan. As best we can. Uh, we're quanning. Are we quanning? <laughs> What's a quan? Uh, I don't know. Royale, the Clash Royale podcast for casual players. I'm Rob. And I'm Joe. And this week we discuss the changing meta, recent topics, cover a really sweet deck, and more. Bada bada. Boom. Boom. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, CLNSmedia.com, or wherever you get your podcasts, we hope you enjoy the show. Episode 8. Five, baby, let's go. 85. Feels good to be back. Wow. Feel like Ron Burgundy. You are Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Just change one letter in your name and you become Ron. Did I, did I ever tell you that I changed, uh, I actually set up a keyboard replacement shortcut on my phone that every time I accidentally type out the word Ron, it automatically corrects it to say Rob? Oh, I thought you were going to say... Yeah. That when you make it, when you accidentally write Ron, it makes it say Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> like you force yourself to just type out and send Ron Burgundy. That would be, I may do that now. That's actually incredible. That's what I'm here for, Rob. I know my friends would certainly appreciate it. <laughs> they would. <laughs> oh, man. So, dude, I'm coming to see you next week. Yeah, you are. For a full week. I know. I can't wait. It's going to be so exciting. You know what's going to happen, right? Uh, it's going to rain. Uh, maybe? I don't know. I feel like you were trying to hint that I, I bring the rain. You bring the boom, dude. I bring the thunder. <laughs> if there's anything to be brought, it is boom. The boom. So what's going to happen? I think we're going to hip. Hop? We're going to move. Oh, yeah. And we're going to groove. We're going to be reeling and dealing. High flying. And we're going to be limousine ride, baby. Let's go. If I come down to North Carolina and I wind up in a limousine for any reason, I'll be super impressed. Or high flying. Any of the above, really. We could go skydiving. You want to go skydiving? I mean, do I want to? No. Will I? Yes. Will we actually? Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. (laughs) So. <laughs> I would I would go though if it was on the docket, but you seem mildly petrified. Wow, that yeah. came off that way a little bit. <laughs> Great, yeah, it's all right. Um, I hope you're excited because I can't wait. The day after, actually, the day after this episode lands in your newsfeed, Monday, I'll be hitting the road, eight and a half hours driving to go see 
my little brother because that's the kind of love I have. I am excited. A. Eight and a half hours worth of love. B. Yeah. It's going to be a good time, dude. I can't wait. It's going to be a good week. I can't wait either. I've been looking forward to this quote unquote mini vacation for a while now. I'm sure you have, man. Mm -hmm. Just get away from work. Stay booming all day, every day. Clash it up a little bit. Tell me what could possibly be better. I was going to say, what more could you ask for? That's what I'm saying. Mm Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, how was your week in the arena? I'm killing it. What? Yeah, dude. How? Total rebound. I mean, I guess I shouldn't really be surprised. You are pretty darn good, so... Wow, thanks, man. No, but seriously, like, I, you know how... In, I, I think it was last week we've been saying just we haven't been playing, like, as much, right? Because we had some stuff going on. But, dude, flip the switch, playing a ton in the ladder, and I'm up to almost 5,700 trophies at the time of this recording. Ooh, wow, dude, smoking. Quick climb. It was like yeah. a quick climb. I don't know what happened to me, but like I was like 100 trophies away from Pompeo. What? Yeah, man. Like he was at 5,700 trophies and I was just hitting 56 and I was like, it's really cool that I'm here right now, but do I want to play another one? Like, do I want to risk facing him? Nah, right? Like, nah. (laughs) I mean, I guess you really don't want to risk it, but you'd lose with glory. Like, I mean, how awesome would it be if you actually did face him? And how ironic would it be? I would face him with his deck, and then he'd beat me with his deck, facing his deck. Think about that. He'd probably... That's, that's Inception. He'd probably laugh. He, he would laugh. He'd <laughs> laugh at me. Yep. <laughs> and, and the situation. You'd probably get a couple shady emotes on his end, too. <laughs> I, I would. So I'm at 5,700 trophies. I'm still using Pompeo's Papaya. The clan is currently sitting at just over 8,200 trophies. Actually, just under 8,300 trophies. Yeah, that's the way to say that. And major news. What's the major news? Brace yourself. I don't know. For the first time in the history of my Clash Royale career, Robert. Yes. Or shall I say Ron Burgundy. Yes, I'm ready. I have maxed out my very first legendary card. What? Get out of here. Bada bada. Boom. Do I need to guess which card it is? If you can't guess within two tries, you have failed me. Oh, man. I think I, I honestly think that I could get this. It's definitely not Sparky. I would agree. That'd be a really funny twist, though, I'd have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I would also agree. Uh, it's, hmm. It's definitely the minor. It is 100% the minor. Nailed it. Dude, the clan went on a tear. I went into the game like a week and a half ago. And I was like, guys, I've been playing Pompeo's Papaya forever. I have no max legendaries and all I need, I have 10 legendary tokens. I just need people to be willing to give up their miners. I will repay the favor in whatever form of favor you want. But I need miners. And dude, people gave them up. Like people, you know how people like usually hoard their miners because it's such a versatile card. Like yep. even if you don't use it, it's just so wanted. Like why would you give it up? Right. Agreed. So I don't know what happened, dude. People in the community in the clan came together, like Patrick and Black Knight and Dan in the clan. Like they just gave me like three or four at a clip, and boom, within a week and a half, max my first legendary. That's awesome. And can I just say, Dan and the Clan needs a YouTube show called Dan and the Clan. That's amazing. Dan the Man and the Clan. <laughs> Such a good name. 
I agree. So, and it is making a world of difference. Like you might not think that like one level, like, let me give an example. One level on an Inferno Dragon doesn't really change all that much. One level on a Miner changes so many interactions. Like one less hit to kill a Musketeer or one less hit to kill a Wizard when, you know, you zap it. So it's incredibly useful. And plus you get that extra damage on the tower. It stays alive a little bit longer for your balloon. I mean, I can't stress the happiness that came over my body when that happened. I'm not surprised, honestly. I mean, and I, I, I definitely see how that would make a really big difference. I'm halfway towards a max log. I need 10 more and I have 10 legendary tokens. So I got to start going on a rampage like you did. Yeah, you do, man. And I'm telling you, like, again, one level on a log might not seem like a lot because it doesn't change a ton of interactions, but the chip damage you get from logs on towers makes all the difference in the world when you're playing the Mortar Mauler. Totally agree. So that's been my week in the arena. Been pretty awesome. I've been really enjoying playing right now. Tell me about your week. My week's been pretty good. Um, So currently sitting at 5,027 trophies, which is not too bad, but you will notice that I made it to Master 1 here. I did notice. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And that, um, I, I beat my last personal best with that number already. But dude, last week I hit my all-time personal best and I was kind of blown away that this happened. And I feel like all of our listeners will know because they've heard us talk about our journey through and up the ladder, right? And we've been talking about how we're hopeful that the changes to the ladder make a big difference. Well, I can say, and I'm happy to report that I hit my personal best of 5,320 trophies, putting me solidly in Master 2. Boom. Yeah, bro. And you're sitting at 5,000 now, so you're not that far away. No, I'm not. And I'm going to keep trying. Uh, and I am still using the Mortar Mauler deck and it has been working. No problem. I have not hit any issues yet, but I mean, granted, eventually I will hit a ceiling. I'm sure that exists for this deck. I just haven't reached it yet with the new system. But I did, of course, get a legendary card from the legendary chest on the ladder. I got an E-Wiz, which is pretty cool. And dude, the clan is at just under 80 800 trophies dude you guys just don't stop can i say that again because i feel like the impact of that number is incredible 8800 trophies that's incredible i remember when we couldn't break 4000 i remember when we were i remember to be honest with you i remember when castor Two lost our very 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 first war battle and we were like Okay. So upset. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a terrible journey. But no, you're right. Like, getting to almost 9,000 is insane for a casual clan of just a bunch of people that just try and learn and grow and play the game together. Boom. Boom, dude. So let's move on to some topics, unless you have something else. Let's do it. All right. Well, we had special uh, weekend boosts in the shop, which was pretty cool. But this time, instead of 300 gems, they were 100 gems apiece. I love it. Yeah, me too. Um, and then also, we did get a new season tourney. I didn't really get a chance to play as much as I had wanted. I don't remember how many games I won, if that many at all. Maybe four, five? Actually, I didn't play this tourney at all. Really? Yeah, no, I didn't. I was just, honestly, like I, I told you, like as soon as the season hit, I just started hitting the ladder. And plus, to be honest, they've been given so many challenges. I mean, with the, we'll talk about this in a little bit. All the challenges, like, how do you do, like, if you push ladder and you want to play the challenges, and you want to participate in clan wars, 
Like that's like, how do you, you can't do all of it? I'm just like, Oh my gosh, it's hard. Um, there's a lot of things to do in this game now. And which we, is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. We're certainly not complaining about that. It's just, it's hard when you're trying to really focus on one specific thing. It's very easy to neglect the other parts of the game now. Right. Or just choose what you enjoy to play better. Like personally, I'm not that great at these season tourneys. Right. So I choose to play the challenges first. Cause I think I'll perform better in them. Um, and I just right now enjoy playing the ladder just because of the new system. Oh, totally agree. I'm, I'm stuck between ladder system and the new challenges as many times as I can get the challenges in. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Before they start charging me gems. Right. Right. Uh, so speaking of which, we got the new game mode Elixir Capture Challenge. How do you like it? I actually uh, really liked this one, although it took a while for me to figure out what the heck I was supposed to be doing. And the strategy. Yeah, not that I didn't know that I was supposed to go for the elixir in the center. It's just having the right strategy, like you said. I feel like most people tended to include an Inferno Tower or an Inferno Dragon in their deck. Hmm, I didn't see that, actually. I did. At least the Inferno Tower. Because you could just drop the Inferno Tower right in front of it, and then as soon as the new one spawns, it automatically connects. Mm. pretty wild instant kill yeah dude. that's pretty, pretty smart wild. actually and in five in four seconds it's dead i know automatically it's a really good strategy most people that i was playing wasn't doing that i'm surprised because i saw that a lot and I, I can't believe i didn't think of that but i de- i definitely didn't think of it and because i didn't see it i didn't do it you know what i mean yeah no no no. well now you know for the next time this shows up that's a great one because like what i was seeing is like people putting like a building there but you know, a cannon, a, ch- a cheap cost building that they can use to then, you know, you get the advantage, right? Because you, mm-hmm. you, you put the building down and you're still getting the advantage by not spending that much elixir. But that's a great idea because it kills it so fast, but the Inferno Tower lasts such a long time that you're still getting the benefit of the defensive structure. <laughs> Bingo. Right? Like a cannon dies quicker. So yeah, it costs three, so it's less, but you don't really have a presence. Like throwing a cannon on the, on the, on the map preemptively is never a good idea. Right. And if you think it like I see people dropping the uh, the regular big bomb of P.E.K.K.A. And yeah, like maybe five hits, it takes that thing out. But like you said, in four seconds, Inferno Tower done. Totally agree. Mm hmm. Uh, and then we also got the epic triple elixir challenge. So the, the key with this one was that not only was it a triple elixir challenge, which is cool in and of itself, although more hectic than I ever really want it to be. Uh, it's epic themed, meaning that the rewards were all themed to be epic. So you got epic tokens, epic chests, epic cards, and then also obviously gold. How did you like this one? This, this challenge, (sighs) the triple elixir challenges in general are usually fun, but like so, 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 so hectic. I agree with that. Like I find that I really struggle with playing in these i i enjoy playing them but not not for any other reason than i don't love the fact that it forces me to kind of play beat down you know mm-hmm. and if i don't play a beat down style deck i just kind of get run over mm, that makes <laughs> like sense if, if i were to take my my you know pompeo papaya deck into the the triple elixir it works for the first you know 30 seconds to you know 50 seconds but once they develop the big push i just can't keep up and and so what i feel like i have to do is you know adjust to that meta which is a good thing it's not a bad thing um i just prefer not to play beat down yeah you know it's really funny i actually did this challenge with the mortar mauler deck 
Did you? Yeah, dude, because I know it sounds ridiculous and I know a lot of people are like rolling their eyes right now, but if you think about it, it's a really, really fast, cheap cost deck, right? So like, I'm, I don't like to toot my own horn often, but I feel like I'm pretty darn good with this, with this deck, right? right? I feel like I've figured out ways to maneuver out of situations that most people probably can't get themselves out of. You've mastered the deck. Yeah, and I feel like I can use that to my advantage. Um, a lot of times it doesn't work, obviously, because, you know, eventually I wind up having to pay gems to finish the challenge. But, like, I do make it fairly far, all things considered. I, like, I think I made it to, like, five or six wins, which really isn't that bad. And I really shouldn't be that surprised, because you take the Mortar Mauler into every single challenge that you can. But I know, like, and I, I enjoyed playing the Mortar Mauler, but I just wouldn't have had the success with it, just because it's not good. It, to be honest, it's, it's really not great against beatdown style decks. No, it's, it's not. It's not, but if you can kind of master one, if people aren't used to playing against it, it's it you can take advantage of that. But two, if you know how to counter the beatdown and you can cycle pretty quick, it can be pretty good, man. Oh, it's dirty, dude. It's dirty. And it is you just like rocket cycle at the end? Yeah, I sometimes I have to. Sometimes I get it to the point where it's at least maybe two, two rocket right. cycles, maybe two rocket cycles and an arrow and a log. Insane in the membrane. It really is. Nothing is cooler than dropping a mortar near one of the towers to pull a golem from the one lane across the map. That's my, that's the greatest feeling. And when a golem player does not expect that to happen and I get the wow, ah, best feeling. I don't even care if I lose at that point. (laughs) You have succeeded. I have succeeded. That was my mission. Mission accomplished. Epic mission complete. Boom. Boom. So Joe, you know what time it is? Oh, I know exactly what time it is. We haven't done one of these in quite a while. And it's time for Boom It or Move It! Boom It or Move It! That's right, we are taking the balance changes that were recently released on May 6th and going through one at a time and calling out whether we like them or we don't like them. So we'll give them a boom if we like them or a move if we don't like it. So Joe... Who would you like to go first? Little brother never leads, man. All right, so I'll, re- I'll read you number one. Are you ready? Ready. Number one is to the three musketeers who had their elixir count decreased from 10 cost to nine cost. Their deploy time was increased from one second to three seconds, so they take longer to come out onto the map. And then they added a 0.15 second deploy time between each musketeer, similar to the way that they did the Minions and the Minion Horde. Boom it or move it. I really struggle with this one. Do you? Yeah. Hmm. Is it just because you don't like the card? Think it, think it, think if you were a three musketeer player, what would you give it? I would boom it. Okay. I think that's the way you gotta kinda play this. So I'm gonna move it. Ooh. <laughs> Why? What happened? What did we do here? So like I think this was like episode five of Game of Thrones. <laughs> nah, like honestly, I I think I like the change for four three musketeer players, but for yeah. the rest of the meta, I just don't love it. Mm. Um, I don't like the fact that there's a three second deployment time. I honestly think that for the three musketeer player, mm-hmm. I mean, what they're trying to do. Think about what they're doing, right? They are buffing the elixir. They're making them cheaper, right? Mm-hmm. But they're nerfing how long it takes for them to start attacking and iterations of the three of them deploying so they can't all just come onto the map immediately and just start killing everything all at once together. 
staggering them also slows down their DPS, right? Right, that's fair. But then doesn't that also mean that, you know, someone who's on the defensive, like me playing against the three musketeers, them taking longer to come out, I have a better shot at hitting them with a fireball or a rocket? But that's my point, right? I think my point is I don't think that the... I don't love the change because I think that this two seconds, dude, is forever. <laughs> two extra seconds. such a long time, right? Two extra seconds is a long time. Yeah, I is. just feel like this puts the musketeer player at a severe disadvantage. I mean, hmm. fireball zap, destroyed, Yep. right? Fireball snowball, destroyed. I mean, I just think about, I think the intent is to buff them. <laughs> right. Which I get right they haven't been used ever since they became 10 elixir and they, they're nowhere in the meta but previously they were just dominating the meta i don't know i just feel like what's is the risk really worth the reward i don't know i don't know either but i can tell you that it feels like it feels like i'm not seeing them as much well then it's not doing its job i guess not right like in my mind i mean they they supplemented this change with Three Musketeers are back. <laughs> yeah. Well, where? You know, I don't know. So I think ultimately <laughs> I have I have mixed feelings about this change, but ultimately I think they needed a buff because they weren't being not like they weren't being used, right? So right. I'll right. I'll get off my high horse and I'll I'll boom it. You switching it? I'm switching it. You're switching it. Wow. I'm feeling a little indecisive today, so I'll just move on to the next one. You ready? I, I guess so. I feel like I just watched history happen, but sure. Well, it might happen again. The okay. wall. <laughs> Next one is to the wall breakers. They Ooh. had their damage increased by 10%. Their range increased by 100%, meaning they now attack from twice as far away. Ooh. And get this. They also deal damage to nearby troops when attacking. Boom it or move it. Boom it. Whoa. I had to do it. Tell me why. These are the Boom Bros. They are the Boom Bros. Yeah, I mean, that's not really the reason why I boomed it, but I feel like it was appropriate. I feel like these cards were a little bit lackluster. They weren't really used as much as they probably should have. I really dig the change that it does damage to nearby troops. I feel like that gives it a little bit uh, more of a different element to it that it didn't have before. So that kind of changes the gameplay a little bit. But also, the fact that they can attack from generally two times away, that makes them such a more powerful card. And they're the type of card that when you see them come out, you need to react fast. And if you don't take care of them, you know what? You deserve to get the damage, in my opinion. I agree with that. But just one thing to point out, right? Mm. The damage that is dealt to troops is only when attacking. They do not have death damage, right? So if you kill it, it won't kill your troops. Ah, if that makes it sense. attacks the tower or a building it will deal damage. So it's an attack that's AoE, but if it dies, it's not like a, the, the bomb that it's holding just yeah. blows up, right? Right. The bomb actually has to explode on impact from an attack. Otherwise, the card, the troop just dies. Right. Turns into elixir. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, number three, you ready? Ready. Number three is to the Goblin Barrel, which had its deploy time reduced from 1.2 seconds to 1.1 seconds. So it now attacks faster. Boom it or move it. I think I'm 
gonna move it. Is this the old switcheroo here? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? What are you so, doing to so, me? So, so, so here's my thing. I don't think the Goblin Barrel is good, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's a fine card. It's used in log bait decks. It's used in like you know the princess style bait decks, and those that play it are, that are really good at the deck. I mean, right. you can be dominant with it. So, like, what's the point of this change? You know, I don't know. There wasn't, in my opinion, like maybe is it because like now there's just a ton of like you know logs and and the snowball is just so powerful that it negates it and the barbarian barrel like is there just so many counters to the barbarian barrel that it, it just needs to attack faster maybe but like when i face this card i'm like wow that i hate facing this card <laughs> you just don't like this card well no it's not it's not that i don't like it it's just like i hate facing it because it's it, it, it's not a bad card yeah no it is a good card so I just don't get like the to me like if I just would have seen like a random you know giant buff I would have been like that's weird like it's it's a meta type card and it's still being used effectively I just don't get the change so I'm sticking to it Moob okay next up is the princess get this Rob projectile speed increased by 33% from 450 to 600 boom it or move it uh, boom it. Wow. How can you not boom this? I don't know. I feel like it's going to be the same answer as what I just talked about. This card is pretty much only used with the Goblin Barrel. <laughs> eh, I mean, kind of, sort of, but not really. I mean, think of it Think of it this way. The Princess is one of the oldest legendaries, and she doesn't really ever get many changes to her at all. Uh... Her projectile speed being increased by 33%, I think that that's mainly because of the interactions with some of the much faster troops that have been uh, released throughout the game, and she kind of misses them every once in a while, especially if you throw a rage on there, so this is going to help with that. I think this is honestly going to make her a much more powerful troop without having to increase any of her other stats. I mean, she's good from shooting far away. The best thing you can do for a troop that shoots from far away is to make the thing that goes far away get there faster. Yeah, no, I valid points, Rob. So, I mean... Valid points, Ron Burgundy. I'm f- <laughs> I am fighting for my princess over here, up in the high tower over there. I think you're winning me over slowly but surely. Do you feel it? Do you feel, feel the boom it. coming up from I the bottom of your feet? feel it in feet? my soul. It's in your chest now. You choking on the boom? <laughs> boom! <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but I'm in. You apparently turned into a poltergeist and let out a boom. It's not the first time. No, it's not. It won't be the last. It certainly won't. Uh, Are you ready for number five? I'm ready. Okay. I think you're going to like this one. So this one is to the Dark Prince who had his range increase by 20%. It went from 1050 to 1250. The area damage radius was increased by 25%, which went from 1000 to 1250. Boom it or move it. Boom. Boom? Boom. Boom, 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 boom. Total boom. I think, I mean, the point of this change was because the Dark Prince really kind of gets overwhelmed. The purpose of this card is to kill swarmy type troops, but it gets overwhelmed. So it's kind of like it, it gets defeated by its own purpose. <laughs> right. It's It can't handle the one thing that it was brought into this world to do. Right. And it, it can do it really well, but if it gets overwhelmed, it literally cannot do what it's supposed to do. 
that's fair. Which is weird, right? So by increasing its range, it can attack a little bit faster, attack those troops a little bit sooner before they even get to it. And if it's not getting overwhelmed, then it has more time to do its job, which is what it's supposed to do. And the fact that it's increasing its damage radius, I mean, not only does it attack further, but it attacks more. So, I mean, this is just like the double whammy. I don't know if it's kind of like a little bit too powerful. We'll see how that kind of unfolds. But again, it's 20% it's increased range and 25% radius. It's not like these things are huge, right? So if they need to tail it back of, you know, 5% here or there, I wouldn't be surprised. But at the end of the day, I love this change. I agree. Ready for the last one? I'm ready. The bomber. Ooh. Super buff. Had its hit points increased by 28%, going up from 147 to 188. Boom it or move it? Boom it. Boom. Yeah, you gotta boom this one. I love the comment for this one too. Stronger bones equal more bombs thrown. I love it. It's so good. Honestly, the bomber has always been one of those cards that's been so powerful, but underwhelming because it's very difficult to get it to the tower. And it's also very difficult to get it to like just do stuff because its health is too low, in my opinion. Now, in the current meta, with this change, when I face against a bomber, I really have to pay attention because I really need to make sure that I get rid of it quickly. And it definitely does more damage because it can survive a tower encounter longer. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I mean... You ever experiment with that? With what? Just letting a bomber go at your tower by itself. See how much damage damage it actually does. does? Yeah, Yeah, it does a ton. It does do a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. I think previously it would just get one or two hits in. And that's a lot of damage. You don't think it's a lot of damage until you see the the damage happen. And you're like, ooh, maybe I should (laughs) have... Maybe 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 I should have zapped that or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So uh, hopefully everybody is wading the waters pretty well with this meta because uh, it seems like these were all pretty good changes in general. I know Joe had a little wishy-washy of an answer for uh, the three musketeers. but Don't wishy-washy me. Well, I mean, you kind of wishy-washed it. I'll wishy-washy you. You kind of boomy-moobed it. Well, listen, Rob, sometimes, <clears throat> you know, you just yeah. got to do what you got to do when you got to do it. Boom. Boom. Boom it. Boom. What would you give grade-wise? I think I'd go with a B plus. Really? Yeah. What's the thing that's keeping it from becoming an A? I personally, yep. I'm not a fan of the Three Musketeers one. Like, okay. I know I kind of flippy floppied on it. That's okay. But I'm just not a huge fan of it. And I think the Goblin Barrel, like while I get the point, I just don't see really if it if it if it was needed personally right okay but that's that's it otherwise i thought they were fantastic i think that's totally fair i'm gonna give it an a minus for the same reasons that you gave it the b plus i am totally fine with the three musketeer change but i think that time will tell and we'll see how often it actually gets played the goblin barrel i guess to the point where like you, you said it's almost insignificant who cares at this point right so if anything it just helps goblin barrel players 100% 100% agree. Yeah. So B plus A minus from the Boom Bros. Boom. Boom. All right, brother man. It's time for our meta check. Meta check. And this week's meta check is brought to us by our friend, our boy, Sir Devin Lord Christmas. And he comes to us with the numbers of what's going on in the meta. So, Joe, tell us what's happening, man. That's right, man. Our boy, Lloyd Christmas, Sir Devin 
hit us with the numbers, and here's what we've got to talk about. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. This time around, Devin is going to be checking out the top cards overall for elixir categories between one through five. Ooh. Meaning one cost troops or spells, two cost troops or spells, three right. cost troops or spells, etc. And just see how the numbers fall. What cards are being used and which cards aren't. Man, Devin is so good at keeping things fresh. If he received a Rotten tomato score, he would be 99% fresh. And I didn't give him the last point because nothing's perfect. <laughs> well, 99% is pretty darn close, dude. Yeah, still an A+. Plus if you book. gave me a Rotten tomato score of anything close to 99%, I'd be satisfied. I, I mean, why not? I'll think of it. I'll think of it. I'll let you know once I get down to North Carolina. I mean, truthfully, I would watch a movie if the Rotten Tomato score was like 80. I've watched 60s before. I've watched <laughs> 32s before. Right, I don't right, care. I don't right. care. So if he's at a 99, that's solid. That's solid. That's like Jaws territory. That's like the Dark Knight Pulp territory. Fiction. Yeah, dude. Those are like, you know, top, the, the creme de la creme of Rotten Tomato scores. I agree. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Give me the numbers, bro. Category one. So this is one elixir. One elixir. All right. You may never believe it, but you might. The Ice Spirit takes the top spot for the lowest cost cards in the game, with a use rate averaging around 8%. Ooh. Not to be confused as just a cycle type card, the Ice Spirit's versatility with air, ground, and stunning or freezing effects really earns at the top spot. So it's just, it's the versatility, distraction, cycle ability, low risk card in being used. Also, it's a pretty high skill cap card. You can use it in so many different kinds of ways if you know interactions that just make this one va- one cost troop super high value. It is, man. He's like, uh, or it really, it is the frozen utility. I agree. Mm-hmm. Category number two. Two elixir cards. While the long-standing top two-cost card has been the Zap, averaging about 25% use rate. Recently, dude, the Barbarian Barrel has been staking its claim, hovering at about 40 plus percent use rate. Nice. Either way, the top spot of the two-cost cards and most popular cards in the game is going to go to a spell, and those interchange between the Zap, the Log the Barbarian Barrel, and the Giant Snowball. So as of right now, it is the Barbarian Barrel, but those seem to be flipping and flopping throughout the meta. It, I was going to say, it could change, right? Just right, like that's your flippy today. floppy three musketeer <laughs> thing. Exactly. Right. That is today. You're right. So what about three elixir cost cards? Rob, coming in at no surprise is the Mega Minion. Ooh, of course. It's been the top three cost card in the game for some time. The card's not going anywhere either with a consistent use rate at about 40% at the tippy top of the ladder. An honorable mention though should be the Miner. Dun dun dun! For its versatility, its tank ability, its chip damage, and its boom swag, baby. And its Miner ability. And its Miner ability. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, the Mega Minion is so good, right? It is not super tanky, but just tanky enough to be able to survive things, right? It stays on right. the map long enough. But it is a sniper, like a close range sniper. You put that card on top of your opponent's highest damage dealing troop, whether it's range or melee, mm-hmm. and you're fine. 
Right. It's going to do work. It's going to do what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you put a little bit of, little bit of tank in, in, in front of it, like an ice golem or anything, literally anything, it is super effective. So this does not surprise me one bit. Me neither. For Elixir. Ooh, we're getting up there now. This one's debatable, but the debate is now over. Are you ready? I'm excited. The Fireball checks in at the top four cost card in the game with a use rate generally ranging between 30 and 40% at the tippy top of the ladder. Even with the ebbs and flows of Poison and Fireball, the somewhat recently added knockback effect, for example, like now that it can knock back the loon, right? So it doesn't knock back everything, but it knockbacks more. And the thing is, it gives you a little bit of edge over just about everything in the game. And I think one thing that people underestimate about this spell, Rob, what? is its quickness. Oh, it's so fast, and its radius is so big. The radius is just what it needs to be, and it is fast. Mm-hmm. You remember remember the arrows, how little they were used, and how ineffective they were because of how slow they flew? Yep. And then they changed it to increase their flight speed by like 33%. Right. And all of a sudden, they just became this like miraculous card. Yeah. The fireball was always pretty fast. Some say it can even be a little bit faster to be more effective and more efficient, which I don't disagree with. But when you look at these numbers, it's still pretty good. No, it is pretty good. I was going to say, do you remember when we just talked about when they increased the projectile speed of the princess? I get it, Rob. Same concept, Joe. I get it, Rob. (laughs) But just to wrap this up, that is the primary reason why this thing is so much better than the poison. Sure, the poison gets area of effect, it gets this huge radius, it does damage over time, it does a little bit more damage than the fireball. Cool. It takes forever. (laughs) (laughs) True. So it's great in chip-style decks, but it's just, it doesn't have the same impact that the fireball does. That's fair. So last but certainly not least, I would hope, take us through the five elixir cost card. Can you guess it, Rob? No. I mean, maybe. No guesses? Pick your favorite five cost card. My favorite five cost card? Can I look at my cards real quick? Sure. Dum 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 dum. Okay, I have two favorite five cost cards. Can I give them to you? Sure. Okay. First one would be the prince, and the second one would be the cannon card. Ooh. Both good cards. Thank you. Neither. But the not best the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, rounding out our list is a card that should come to no surprise, even though it's not Rob's favorite, as one of the top win conditions in the game in most metas, and that's the Giant. That's a great choice. The Giant has been around since day one, and consistently sits around 12% use rate at the tippy top of the ladder, making it an OT instead of an OG. Which means? OT meaning original tank. Oh, the original tankster. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Original tankster, not an original gangster. That's good. Maybe we'll do a deck that's called that. Original tankster. That's amazing, actually. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, so that was a lot of fun. Devin hitting us with this like new theme, this new style of meta check, taking the top card at each elixir category. I'm a fan. I like it too. It's, uh, like I said, 99% fresh. 99% fresh. I'm tempted. I'm tempted to go 99.9. Critics agree it's 99.9% fresh. Devin has no critics, Rob. No, there's no critics for Devin. Come on. 
So that was fun. Hopefully we get something new, refreshing, rotten, tomatoey. Right. You know, lacking. <laughs> Meta check in the future. Right. I'm going to stop talking now and move on. It's all right. Well, thank you, Devin, for sending in the meta check. We appreciate it as always. Boom. Boom. But that's not all. We got some chests. Yeah, we do. Not a lot, but a handful. I have a crown chest and a big dog. What do you have, Joe? I myself have a crown and a big dog. Oh, man, which means I have to go first now. That is exactly what that means. (sighs) Okay, so crown chest first, then. Are you ready? Ready! 1,083 gold. Nice. Ooh, two gems. Okay. Three inferno towers. Can use those in your elixir capture maps. I know. Can't wait. Ooh, 62 minions. Ooh, not too shabby, baby. <gasps> Speak of the devil, nine giants. See? Original tankster, baby. That's it, bro. The original T. Ooh, one Pekka. Big Mama Pekka. I like it. Is that it? Yeah, that was a good crown chest. That was a good chest. I'm up. Ready? Totally ready. Here we go. <laughs> 1192 gold. Oh, you beat me. I did, and I matched your gems at two. That's okay. Five of Ash's favorite card. Ooh, E barbs. E barbs. E barbs. Hmm. 56 of the recently buffed bombers. Hey, nice. Maybe you should take that guy for a spin now. Maybe, but maybe I should take this for a spin first. One hmm? of the recently buffed Dark Prince. Oh, Let's nice. Go. And 13 not-so-big-mama, but mini-pekkas. Mini-pekkas. Wow, they gave you the epic first, huh? They did. They were juking me, man. Yeah, they totally mess with you. They did. That throws me off every time they do stuff like that. I agree. All right. Okay. Big dog it up, dude. So it's my turn now, little brother. Uh, I have a magical chest. Nice. Mm-hmm. Here we go. <laughs> 1,504 gold. I still don't think that that's... Enough. Enough. Yeah. I agree. I I feel like it should be at a minimum 2,000. But what do I know? You know nothing, Jon Snow. Ron Burgundy. Nice. Yeah, but it is Jon Snow in that statement. Uh, This is not looking good, though. Tell me. Five goblin huts, Joe. It's only looking like it's going to go downhill, Rob. (laughs) Can I guess? We already pulled the card in what in the other chest, so yeah, sure. In the other chest? Yeah. I'm gonna just go with E barbs. <gasps> 64 E barbs! Really? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Good job! Thanks. That was uh you wanna guess what my next card is gonna be? You just gotta tell me what's the what's the uh, rarity. It's an epic. And it's one. One of them? One of them. Like, one card. Do you want, whether it's a spell, a troop, or a building? Uh, That would be helpful. A spell. Oh. 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 Okay, hold on, wait. This could be a few (laughs) things, right? Could be the poison. Could be the lightning. Could be the barbarian barrel. 
Poison's epic? Yep. I thought poison was rare. No. Shows how much I know. Shows how much you don't know. But now that I know that you don't know, it can't be that. (laughs) Right. So, all right, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to, I should say lightning, but I'm going to go with barbarian barrel. Wow. Unfortunately, you're wrong. What was it? I really wanted you to get this. Is it the mirror? No, I I can't even, it's not surprising that you're not even thinking of this card. Are you ready? What other, wait, this is bothering me. Can I give you one hint? Sure. Oh, the tornado, I never would have, like, you couldn't have paid me. You couldn't have paid me to be like, oh, the tornado is a spell. Like, for some reason, I just had a mental block. I forgot. That was a a really good one. You like my clue? That was a good hint. Oh, that was fantastic. I think I did that pretty well, too. I'm mad at myself. That was really good, actually. Thank you. Maybe that's how they recorded it. Mm, doubt it. Not my recording, but maybe somebody else made that <laughs> oh, noise. <okay. laughs> Got it. Yeah, obviously not me, Joe. All right, so are you ready? I still have four more cards, and we already landed an epic. Legendary incoming. It's coming, man. And I'm it guessing is. that one, too. All right, well, it's going to be just as fun. 14 zappies. Okay. Zippity zap, don't talk back. Oh, my Lord. I got another epic. All right, let's do it. But it's three of them. Okay, that's fine. And we did pull it out previously. Really? Yeah, I think. I hope. Maybe. Now I'm going to feel like an idiot if I'm wrong. I mean, we only pulled two epics so far, other than your spell. And it was a P.E.K.K.A. and a Dark Mm -hmm. Prince. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, (laughs) P.E.K.K.A. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Three of them. Dang, I'm good. Yeah. I had a 50-50 shot. I know. Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Uh, Here we go. Another epic card. Can I give you another hint? Let's go. You suggested it, but it was wrong. Barbarian Barrel. Yes, six of them. Yeah. That is crazy. I know. You should go play the lottery tomorrow. Maybe I should. Yeah, and then when I come down to North Carolina, you give me the money. Wow. When you win. All of it? All of it. Well, no, some of it. You you keep $5. That's yeah. basically the amount that I would have paid to get the ticket. Maybe if you bought the $5 ticket or maybe you bought the $1 tickets, five of them. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome. <gasps> no. It happened. Okay, I'm guessing. All right. I have a strong feeling that this is going to be a royal ghost. Okay. You think it's going to be a royal ghost? Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Here we go. Watch if it's going to be a sparky now. Here we go. Spinning, 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 spinning. Oh my god, it's a royal ghost! No, it's not. It's a royal ghost! Let Look me at my see. screen. I don't believe Look it. at my screen. Look at my screen. Look Holy at my screen. crap. Look at my screen. It's a royal ghost. Go play the lottery tomorrow. I cannot believe that that just happened. Oh, I wish we had a video. Oh, I wish we had a video. Dude. I can't I literally just closed my eyes, and the first thing that I saw was a Mega Knight, but I thought that's what you got last time, so I was like, next, and it just popped up in my head. I can't believe that that just happened in the way that that just happened. I was just like, wow, dude. I'm shocked. Should we, I think we should just, can we stop the episode now? I have succeeded. (laughs) Joe, Joe reached all his life goals tonight, guys. I have fulfilled my goal. Yeah, his destiny uh, has come to an end. Joe, let me first just say, sorry 
to the audience for literally blowing out their eardrums because that's exactly what happened. So right. sorry. They deserve uh, the apology. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we're super excited, though, as you can imagine, right? I'm sure you guys are all freaking out, too. I didn't even know what to say. You don't know what to say. I didn't believe it. I was just like, no. <laughs> Nobody knows what to say. That was incredible, dude. That was, wow. Good job. All right. So so here's what we're going to do. Ready? Yeah. We are never doing that again. No, we can't do that again. No, it's done. <laughs> no, nope. we have we have succeeded. We will yeah. drop the mic and walk away and that will never happen again the way it did. So we no. will not set anyone up for failure, including ourselves. Correct. Yeah. The, the expectation is that there are no expectations. Do not expect that ever again. Boom. Boom. All right, dude, let's move on to our deck spotlight. Deck spotlight. And this deck is called Raging Loon, and it's a 2.8 average elixir cost deck that contains, you guessed it, the Balloon, the Musketeer, the Lumberjack, Ice Golem, Bats, Giant Snowball, the Barbarian Barrel, and our trusty Ice Spirit. So Joe, tell me how to destroy my opponents with a Raging Loon. Dude, this deck is insane. How so? If you've played or if you've played against Pompeo's Papaya, you know, A, that deck is extremely strong Mm -hmm. because of the power of the cycle ability of the loon and the various support cards that are included in it. Right. But reduce the average cost of that deck by 0.5 elixir. And you now have the Raging Loon. I mean, think about this. The, one of the fastest cycle decks in the game that's viable is the 2.6 hog cycle deck. Right. In recent times, that deck has been upgraded from 2.6 to really like 2.8 because of the upgrade from the cannon to the Tesla, right? Right. This is a 2.8 loon cycle deck. One of the cards in here is a lumberjack. So not only do you have a built-in tank for your loon, but oh, by the way, once it dies... You rage the loon, and it just darts to the tower or whatever structure's there, absolutely annihilates whatever's in its path, and then heads, heads to the tower and just destroys it. It is a fantastic deck. You use the Lumberjack on defense against your opponent's most offensive threat, typically mm-hmm. the Giants, the Hogs, the Golems, the things that you want to kill very fast. You want to avoid using the Lumberjack to something that it's going to die to. For example, a Mini P.E.K.K.A.? Probably not. Big Mama Pekka? Probably not. A swarm of skeletons from the skeleton army? Probably not your best choice, right? You've got other cards to distract those types of things, right? You've got the Ice Spirit. You've got the Ice Golem. You have the Barbarian Barrel. You have the Snowball. You can slow things down. You have the Musketeer on defense too. You can shoot from afar, right? With the Musketeer, you can defend from range. You can use the Barbarian Barrel to distract, the Ice Golem to distract, the Ice Spirit to not only distract, but to defend and delay, right? Slow them down. The giant snowball can really tear apart your opponent's push, slow it down completely and prevent it from really building up to something that's going to be devastating to you. If you can defend their pushes and have a musketeer on your side of the map that's going on the counter push, dude, you drop the lumberjack down if it's not down already from the defense and you drop the loon down directly behind it, all you have to do is sit back and support the loon with everything else that you have in order to help it get to the tower. If you can do that, this deck destroys your opponent. 
Yeah, dude, this deck seems insane. I think the thing that I like the most about it is the fact that, like you said, every other card is used to support the balloon and the lumberjack. So, like, you never technically would have a hard time finding another card to throw out because all of the cards are probably going to be able to be used in many, many different situations. I love the giant snowball, by the way, paired with the balloon. That's one of my favorite combinations. Just slapping other troops with the giant snowball to protect a balloon is one of the greatest feelings. And that's the thing, dude. I mean, not only are you never running out of cards because they're so cheap and you can use them, but you're also cycling back to the things that matter. The mm -hmm. musketeer, the balloon, the lumberjack. The thing is, is you don't have to just like loon cycle, right? Like loon cycle, like loon cycle. If you do that, yeah, you'll have a bunch of offense, but you won't have defense. Right. You can musketeer cycle, <laughs> right? You can lumberjack cycle. You can cycle any one of the three main cards. Musketeer, cycle back to it. Lumberjack, cycle back to it. Loon, cycle back to it. Whatever you need. If you need range defense, just cycle back to the musketeer. If you need lumberjack you know, defense, just cycle back to the musketeer while defending the rest of it. I mean, the thing with this deck is that it's so versatile with those cards. And then once you successfully defend... You just go on the offensive counter push with your main push, and it is devastating for your opponent. And like you said, right, you throw down the snowball while you've got that big push coming to your opponent's way, they can, they feel helpless. They, even if they have a ton of troops down on the map, it's not going to prevent the loon that's raged from getting to the tower. It's impossible. Right. I actually think the giant snowball is one of my favorite cards, and I don't use it that often, but dude, just the sound that it makes when it hits something, it's like the exact sound that I would hear. If I got slapped in the face with a snowball, <laughs> right? Don't I totally you think that? agree. <laughs> you want to know the other thing? And I, I don't mean to harp on the rage, but nah. the rage also pr makes your opponent do things with spells that normally they wouldn't do, like miss them. Like, Ooh. right? Like, if your opponent throws down a rocket, well, they've only got like a two tile radius. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> to hit, I mean, like, I've seen and I have myself whiffed on even fireballs um really be, yeah because the loon just you don't know exactly when the, you know you get kind of caught up in the in the moment right and you don't really pay attention to when the lumberjack dies and all of a sudden you're timing your fireball and just the second that you release it the the you rage goes off you and realize it just it's gets way that little, too early <laughs> yeah it just gets that little extra bump you know and and that happens like it, it might not seem like a huge deal but if it happens once every you know 10 games that's basically a free win. I yep. mean, if your opponent whiffs on a fireball, they waste four elixir, and you now have a raged balloon on their tower, it's game over. It is game over. So that's the deck, man. There's not a lot to it, right? It's, it's simple. It, it's simple in the sense that it's easy to play, but it takes a long time to master this kind of deck. You're going to find that it's a little difficult to win tough games, especially ones versus beatdown decks. But if you can just say. focus on defending, cycling, distracting, then go on this crazy massive offensive counter push it's a fantastic deck and it's so good that it's sitting at the top three spots in the ladder right now at the time of this recording so pretty solid deck obviously a good choice joe nice job boom thanks man boom and that's it man that's it we're done episode 85 is in the books in the books how's it feel feels good right it feels fantastic it feels so good that I'm going to come down to North Carolina and give you a hug to tell you how good it was. You all know what it feels like, Rob? Hmm. You know when, like, you had a really rough week at work? Yep. Or maybe not work, just like in life, right? Yep. And, you know, it's Friday night. You're tired. You're mm -hmm. exhausted. 
You go yep. to sleep, right? Sounds like every night, not just Friday night, but yeah. You wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And you just go downstairs, <laughs> and there's like a box of like donuts that you're ready to eat. Can I ask you a question? Is there more to this scenario that you're going to describe? Or that that's the end. The epitome is you finding donuts on your kitchen table upon waking up. Here's my question. Yeah. Do you want there to be more to the story? I mean, I feel like the moral to the story is donuts on the kitchen table every morning. And eating them. Oh, yeah. No, right. of course. Right. Think, think about that now, right? That's your, you've just woken up to eating donuts for breakfast. Is that the life you live? Is it not the life you live? That's the life I want to live. That's what I'm saying. Can I have that when I come to North Carolina? Can Every we get day. Krispy Kreme donuts? Krispy Kreme please? donuts. And we'll even get the chocolate ones. I want Krispy Kreme donuts and I want the microwaved for how many seconds? Six, no, six seconds? No, no, how no, much no, no, do no, they no. say? You go, you go in the morning when they've got the, the hot, like fresh sign on and you pull them off the, off the conveyor belt and you just eat them right there. Uh, that's fine, man. I'll do that. But don't they give you directions to microwave them when you bring them home? Yeah, I think it's like six seconds or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. You're right, you're I'm right. pretty sure. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to many, many a donut in my future. Krispy Kreme living the dream, baby. That needs to be a slogan for them. Should be. You should write them. Let them know. Go to the store. Tell them. I have, a, I have a, an idea for you <laughs> Just and your marketing walking. campaign. <laughs> Just what? I have an announcement to make. I have an announcement. And all of you should listen. Uh, yeah. So with that said... Um, if you would like to join our discord, <laughs> you can by going to castrailpodcast.com slash discord. And as always, if you'd like to reach out to us on Twitter, you can do so by using the handle at podcast Royale. Oh, and I almost forgot. We had no patrons this week, but if you would like to support the show, you can go to castrailpodcast.com slash donate, and you can learn about all the different ways that you can support the show. And like we say, every episode the number one way you can help us reach more people is by leaving us an iTunes review. But also, if you use any other podcast app and it lets you like, comment, heart, subscribe, whatever, please do it on that particular platform because it will help us on that particular platform. That's right. And be sure to follow us on Instagram by searching Cast Royale Podcast. All one word. And last but certainly not least, a huge shout out to CLNSmedia.com for hosting our show on their site. If you're looking for the most recent episodes, you can find them there. Or if you're looking for new podcasts, you can also find them there as well. And that's it, man. I'm done. 85. Let's close this chapter. We got other things we got to do. I love you. And audience, we will see you next time for another hodgepodge of everything. Hodgepodge of everything. <laughs> I just shook my head so fast. I felt it in my heart of hearts. It, my head hurts right now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, hodgepodge of everything. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Bye. Bye. Bye.